It's the life lap. Yeah. Mega minds building mega bodies. Life lap. Your host, Jace. Lex. We the lab crew. Come to with Jason Lex. The Life Lab crew, motivating, educating, and empowering you to discover change with the mixed components of two physical, emotional, and spiritual breakthroughs in the Life Lab, where we keep it 100, spitting the truth, teaching elements of success, and it's all about you. What up, what up, what up, what up? Hey, buddy. Hey, how's it going? Can you hear me? I can hear you loud and clear. Very good, very good. Really excited about tonight's show, man. Um, So we just want to go ahead and kick it off real quick, man. We just need to go ahead and get started. Uh, So my name is Jace. Tonight's show is Power and Vulnerability. Uh, with our special guest, Andre Perez. I want to say Perez like I'm supposed to. I don't know. Um, so let's go ahead and do our check-in, man. Um, I'm going to have you start off. You good? <laughs> We're checking in? Yeah. Welcome in the fine folks to the Life Lab. It's your first time. We are so glad that you are here. And if you are tuning in again, you know that we are here for you. We keep coming back for you, so we are so glad that you're here. Um, join us on the chat on Blog Talk Radio or Facebook Live. We want to hear your questions um, as we're talking and to our special guest. So my, you know, Monday, man, it's like it felt like Sunday to me this morning when I woke up, and um, which I'm not sure what that means, but I got to sleep in just a hair and, uh, but it's just been like that Rihanna song. Let me see that work, 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 work like that all day. Can we play that later? Let's play that. We'll we'll, we'll see if we have it. I'm totally down with playing it. Hoping that we have it. That's been my day. My day since last week has just been, Work, work, work all day. I have been taking care of myself, you know, as I do. Oh, and I want to share, oh, and I want to share with the fine people, we're going to have to have a whole radio show just about food again. We had one show about food, but we need to have another one about food and healing through food because I'm telling you all, I've been having some really bad digestive problems. It started last year, got a little better. Um, started getting worse again a couple months ago, and I started just I I was like reducing, 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 and still having problems. So I was like, okay, I guess I'm just gonna have to go in and just eliminate everything potentially problematic from my diet, and that's what I did. And I'll tell you, I feel the best that I have felt in months in so long I feel like I have my energy back I feel like I have my body back it's incredible to eat and not feel sick afterwards and not feel tired it's just oh you are what you eat absolutely well I'm glad I'm happy you're feeling better and I'm totally down with us doing a food show I mean this is the summertime right now and I honestly I think you know, we should talk about food next time we're on the show, on the radio. So in two weeks, so we should just go ahead and just talk about food because it's real. Yeah. And people, and people are cooking and people are making adjustments. So I'm totally into that. Um, did you have any more to well, check in with? Yeah. And just speaking of that, one of the things that helped me a lot. So I'm what I'm doing right now is oil-free, gluten-free, processed, no processed sugars, no processed foods. I'm already a vegan, so no meat, no dairy, only whole foods, and no nightshade vegetables, and no onions or garlic. So it sounds like, oh, my God, what do you eat? But I still actually am eating a lot. And what's helped a lot is that um, my boyfriend and I started getting a CSA for the summer. 
And Ooh. so, like, a, a community share, I forget what it stands for, but, you know, like a farm share. Yeah. So every two weeks we get, like, a, this box of fresh vegetables. Uh, and it has saved me because it makes cooking fresh that much easier because it's like, you know, I don't know about you, but when I go to the store, I end up getting the same old thing all the time, you know? Yeah. And this gets me out of that rut. It's like, oh, I have turnips and beets and stuff I wouldn't normally buy, but I really like it. It's really good. Well, that's really cool. So, man. yeah, we should talk about eating local, eating fresh, all that stuff. Eat for your body. And I want to hear people's stories. I want people to call in. So get your stories ready. Get your stories ready. Cool, cool. Well, all right. I'm going to be quick with my little check-in, though, but um, my weekend was really good. For those folks who are celebrating, this is Pride Month, and I feel like Pride Month is happening all over the country. Um, but particularly in Chicago, they just had Pride uh, this past weekend and the parade and all that stuff. I didn't get involved in the Pride stuff. Um, just kind of I'm a prideful person um, all year round, so um, I just didn't do that, um, any of the festivities. But I had an amazing time, and I'm going to shout out to So Far Chicago because my um, partner uh, surprised me with tickets to So Far Chicago, which is an avenue for local artists um, and people to come and watch them in a like a private show, 30 to 40 people max um, at different venues all over the city. And so it's a great concept, and they're doing a lot of awesome stuff, and you have to, like, you don't find out you know, who's performing, you don't know until you get there. And you don't find out where the place is going to be until the day before you're supposed to be there. So it was really cool all around, um, definitely supporting them, and definitely, definitely going to figure out how to be one of those artists, y'all. So um, excited about that. So that was really cool. And, um, yeah, Monday has been work, work, work. Uh, it's Monday it's summer. The kids are out of school. I work in youth development, so it's always fun where I work. But the exciting part about it is that I had some amazing conversations and um, with colleagues, board members, um, staff, and we are we are doing really good work. And it feels good to be in this um, motion of like planting seeds for the fall and really thinking about how we can blow up what we're already doing to really support our community and um, to learn from each other in the process. So the typical Monday blues sometimes like coming off the, the weekend, I'm like, oh, it's the weekend is over. But today I was like, I'm in here, I'm ready, I'm fired up and my Monday's been good and I get to be with the good people tonight. I'm excited because I get to see y'all I get to talk to my boy Lex, and then I get to go home with you. So it's been a good Monday. It's, it's been a blast. It's been a blast. <laughs> yes. So you know how we do, man. Um, since it was Pride Weekend, I'm going to switch it up a little bit. We want to have some of y'all people call in, but apparently y'all, y'all busy doing fun shit, so you ain't calling in. But before we go to a commercial break, we're going to play some readback playbacks, that's probably what it's real called, um, from last year's Dyke March, just to give you an idea of what happened last year, and if you ever want to just call in, give us a holler about how prideful you are, we would love to hear from you, but until then, check out these uh, just pieces we have from last year's Dyke March. Holler back. So we're out here at Dyke March again, really, really excited about the people we're meeting. Man, we're having a great time. The folks out here are just partying it up, doing some voguing and dancing. And so I have here my friend. Friend, what's your name? Diana. All right, Diana. And so uh, where are you from, Diana? Uh, I'm from the northern suburbs of Chicago. All right. And is this your first Dyke March, or how many times have you been to Dyke March? This is my second time at Dyke March, actually. And what's so special about Pride and, and the festivities that you enjoy? I think really it's just like seeing the community come together. I think a lot of times at different Pride events you don't – feel as much love as you do here. You don't see things as supported as you do here. Like every, almost everything here is free. You get to donate what you want and people are going to give because they want to. Not because they're being made to, but because they want to. And that's what's so great about this community right here. That's really awesome. So, 
What does it mean to you to be proud? I think it's really just being yourself. I mean, a lot of times people talk about how I think, I don't know, like the idea of being out and just being yourself is, is really difficult for some people, but it's just thinking like you are who you are and that's, that's a political act right there. Like you are making change by just being you. All right. Well, thank you so much for spending time with us here at E3 Radio, the Life Lab. You heard it. Just be yourself and speak your truth. Okay, so we are at the Dyke March here in Humboldt Park. I'm going to be talking to some folks today about how this pride is significant to them and um, what it is that that makes it fun um, to be queer and gay. And I'm really excited. And so my first person up um, is Femily. So Femily, how are you today? I'm wonderful. I'm having a beautiful, beautiful day. All right. Awesome. What? Um, so, Family, if, if you don't mind me asking, so how do you identify? Um, I identify as queer and trans and femme. Okay, awesome. And so is how many times have you come to Dyke March? I've been to Dyke March, I think this is my fourth time. Okay. And what about this year's Pride? Um, is significant for you, or, you know, how do you feel like it is being queer in 2016? It's really important and really powerful to have this identity and be surrounded by so many beautiful queer, trans, LGBT people. Um, I've currently started going to school where there are like three queer people, whereas before I was at a job where everyone was on the LGBT spectrum, so it feels particularly empowering and exciting and special to get to be here this year. All right. That's really awesome. So thank you so much, Family, for being on the show today. All right. So we're back and we're doing more interviews. So this is my friend, River. How are you doing today, River? I'm doing good. All right, River. So, are you from Chicago? Where are you from? Born and raised, Southside. All right. The Michigan gang, oh. gang. Okay, Southside representing. So today we're talking about Pride. Um, I see you're at Dyke March. <laughs> Is this your first Dyke March? Uh, it's like my second or third at this point. Yeah. How are you enjoying yourself? It's fun as always. It's hotter than it's ever been, but you know, just find some shade and some pretty women to look at. Oh yeah. You know? <laughs> the ladies definitely make it a little bit easier to deal with the heat. Um, so. How do you identify, and what do you feel like it means to be proud? Um, well, I identify as queer, um, and then the second step to that is I'm um, a trans-masculine person, um, so I'm currently in the process of transitioning. Um, personally, that's not anything that I would do if it wasn't so hard to just live my life as I was, um, but I definitely identify as a proud, queer, trans man. Um, it's a lot of men that are stealth, so uh, for safety reasons, they won't let people know they are trans, whereas I very open with it. Um, but yeah, to be proud for me is just to face adversity every day with your chin up, um, throw hands if you need to, but try to spread as much love as possible. All right. All right. So you heard it from Riverman representing the South Side of Chicago. Uh, we love it. We love it. We love it. So just be yourself no matter what that looks like. All right, man. So that was just a couple of interviews that we did last year at um, Chicago's Dyke March. Didn't have a chance to get out there this year, um, but I know that the festivities were banging. People were excited about it, but we just want to let you know, if you ever want to come on the show and share about your pride or your experience, man, like, hey, we want you here to talk about all the great things that you're doing. Um, so we do, we, 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 need, we need to go to a for real commercial break, and I'm going to play you all some tunes. Now, on the weekend, when I told you that So Far Chicago, that's where I was at with my girl and was excited about the band, there was a band, three brothers, that came on. When I tell y'all, they was lit, yo. I know y'all, some of y'all young people don't know what lit means or old people like me. Um, oops. I'm over here trying to get my computer right. But it was so exciting to hear these brothers do their thing. And um, so they're a new band. They're coming out with their EP coming up soon. And they are fifth in Maine from out of Detroit. So if you like good music, please go out and support local artists doing their thing. Their musicianship was amazing. 
um, stage presence. All of it was great. We loved the vibe. And so I want to share with you a little cover that they did by Zane called um, Like I Would. And we'll be right back after that. Super excited about that. That was Fifth and Main, a trio. I think it's four of them in the band. They got an extra person, but they're three brothers from Detroit, Michigan. They did a phenomenal job at So Far Chicago, a show that I went to this weekend. So shout out to them. They're going to drop an EP. You can follow them on the gram at Fifth and Main. Follow them on the gram, y'all, for real. Now, for those who just joined in the show, we're talking about power and vulnerability um, with our special guest, Andre Perez. And he's going to be coming on a little bit later. Um, so we're going to kind of jump in to what my take is, and then we'll let Lex do his little take, you know, and then we'll keep it moving. So when I think about, I, I was having, not having trouble, but really trying to figure out my take on this particular subject. And um, I'm just going to kind of, process my thoughts with y'all. I hope that's okay with you. So sometimes I feel like we don't give each other a fair shake. And we totally judge each other. Um, like, we judge a book by its cover, right? You, you say you don't judge people, but we do. We judge them. But when people become vulnerable enough to kind of let us in, we discover things not only about ourselves and about those people, that there, there's so much commonality there. And the beauty, what I like, particularly about what Andre is doing in his work, is that the beauty in America in transition is that he gives people a voice and folks to talk on a platform that allows us, the viewers, to have deeper conversations in communities that we're a part of. And so then when we are open enough, right, 
we ourselves become more accepting, I think, of other individuals. Um, so, so the power of vulnerability is bigger than just us sharing stories about our lives. It's bigger than getting behind a camera or getting in front of a camera and sharing who you are with people for them to come into your lives. Or talk about your queerness, or talk about your straightness, or talk about your blackness, or talk about your whiteness, whatever it is you want to talk about, right? It's bigger than that. Um, and I just think that it's being vulnerable takes so much courage. For instance, now I don't know if you all tune in to E3 Radio on a regular, but you should. And so last week on Thursday, Anna Deshaun and the Q Crew had Biff. Um, as a guest on, and Biff is a trans man who's who's right now, he's pregnant, so he's pregos, and he'll be giving birth soon, and well, Biff is not the first trans guy to be pregnant. He, he is not the first. The, the cool thing about Biff is because of his courage, people were educated. People were able to understand some of his struggles, and, and even some of the, the things that we think about, like, you know, um, we put each other in boxes. And one of the things that, that stuck out about Biff's courage and what he talked about was, like, you know, it's not until now that people, he's, like, eight months pregnant, I believe, until now that people are saying, like, hey, are you pregnant? Like, you know, asking that. For the most part, people just assume that he was a man with a beer belt. They didn't think he was pregnant. You know, and he's like, no, there's something growing inside of me. <laughs> um, but his courage, I feel like people could relate. People could relate not just because, not if they were just trans men. Um, if they were women, they could relate. Cis guys and how they have to support their wives and all the stuff that comes with just being pregnant in general in a unit. Queer families, straight families, families that are made up. You know, people. You know, you're 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 the families you put together. There was just so much there that we can learn from. And if you really want to check out the full story, I really encourage you to check out the full story. Be inspired, you you all. Be inspired for sure. So check it out on E3 Radio's page just to learn more. And I want to leave with you just a real quick quote, um, and then I'll be done. Um, so courage is the first of human qualities because it is a quality which guarantees all others. Winston Churchill. So that's my take. Lex? Okay, so I have to talk, I have to ping off what you're saying and then I'll say my own thing because <laughs> I have to go back and listen to that show because about the um, Biff. Yeah. I was so excited to see that Anna was interviewing him. Um, because I did read an article about him a couple weeks ago um, and being excited about being pregnant and going through that journey. And um, I, too, want to become pregnant and have a baby. And I actually just talked to a doctor about it, and that was really exciting. And I have to say, talking to OBs as a trans masculine person and being like, yeah, I want to be pregnant, and then, like, being like, oh, that's great. I swear to you that has to be because people are, like, becoming more aware and more, like, people are telling their stories about, like, this specific instance. But I think this is a perfect example of, you know, and right now I live in Kentucky. So I went to an OB in Kentucky who was, like, not weird about me being trans not weird about me being trans and wanting to have a baby and just like cool how you know this is how I can support you how else what can I how can I help you great is when he great you want to have a baby great like I couldn't believe it I couldn't believe how chill they were and not just chill but like excited and like encouraging it was amazing and I say again it has to be because more people are coming out and telling their stories because like you said, this is not the first. I mean, this has been happening probably forever, you know, as long as trans yeah. people have existed, but which is forever. Um, yeah. But even in, you know, modern visibility around that has been a while, you know, at least 20 years, but more yeah. so in the last five. And I just, 
So I want to say thank you to those people because they're opening up the way so I can go to a doctor and talk about it and not be weird. So, you know, that's not what I plan to talk about. But then it's sort of like, well, yeah, that's like we all benefit from that. You know, you never know when your story is going to positively impact somebody else because of that teaching moment that you're providing. And just make sure you will say a little bit more flex. Yeah. Well, and I will say that that is like, I think an important thing to keep in mind when we are talking about, you know, telling our stories and being vulnerable and, you know, not just being vulnerable in the way of like sharing a story that somebody might, um, you know, be adverse to or sharing a part of ourselves that people might be averse to, um, but also just being emotional. And I think that is very difficult in our culture um, for most people, but particularly those who are like uh, socialized or perceived as male or masculine. And then, you know, but even like people who are being oppressed, oh, you're not, why are you so angry? Why are you so upset? You know, these kinds of things, and it's like it's seen as weakness or it's seen as like, oh, well, you should just, you know, respond this way or that way. And it's like, you know, that's just a way for people to control and to minimize and to negate us. And it is not weak. It is incredibly strong and incredibly, you know, it takes so much inner courage and personal strength and knowledge to be vulnerable and to be emotional and to tell our stories um, and just, you know, be honest and open with who we are and what we're feeling. And the more we do that, the more other people feel comfortable doing it as well. I've had so many people tell me, oh, man, I really appreciate you, you know, speaking up or saying how you felt about our situation and, you know, I notice whenever I do that, then people fall in line and start opening their mouths and say, you know, what about this? Or I felt that. And it's really, you'll notice that you're making, you're not, you're doing it for yourself, but you're also doing it for others. Yeah. Very, very true. So I think if people haven't, if you haven't um, followed any of the stories and, and you, you want to learn a little bit more please, by all means, uh, go ahead and log on to E3 Radio's page. Um, you can stream us on your way to work on um, iTunes. You can find us there as well as just logging on to Blog Talk Radio under E3 Radio, and you'll be able to hear the full story. Um, but to Lex's point, it does take so much courage, and we appreciate all those who give their voices to inspire others and who else who, who create change in the world. Um, by being vulnerable and opening up their hearts. So kudos, kudos to all the folks out there. Um, We are about that time, y'all. We want to have Andre on for the full time. So, Lex, whereas Andre is ready, so we're going to go ahead and bring him on. Andre, are you there? I am. Can you hear me? I can hear you, buddy. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. How are you? I'm doing good, man. I know you're on the road, so thank you so much for taking some time out of your schedule to join us tonight in this conversation. Yeah, definitely. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. Before we go ahead and get into the meat of the interview, I want to check out how has Pride been for you so far? What has been one of the highlights of this year's Pride for you? Um, that's an interesting, you know, it's, I always feel kind of conflicted about pride, you know, so I feel like, uh, Dyke March, um, was really beautiful and amazing. Um, it was the first time I've ever been, uh, in, you know, I love Humboldt Park, so I was a little like, is it going to live up even though it's not in Humboldt Park, but it did. It was, so it was really beautiful to just be surrounded by, you know, family and, um, and friends and really like, you know, just to, to feel like this is my Chicago, um, you know, even though sometimes I don't get to be here as much as I'd like, um, but I really have a strong feeling of like community, you know. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. I, I, like I told earlier, I didn't have a chance to get out into the festivities 
but just seeing everyone out. Anna, Deshaun, and the Q crew were out there at the parade yesterday streaming some of the events and some of the stuff that was happening on the south side. And it looked like people were having a great time and that uh, folks were just building community and folks seemed to be safe. And I think that was one of the biggest things is making sure that it was a safe weekend for all those uh, parade uh, – I can't, can't get it out of my mouth uh, – parade folks um, and the folks enjoying Pride. Um, so I know Lex and I were going to kind of piggyback and ask, ask you a few questions. Um, but first I just really want, if you can kind of talk a little bit about the mission of American transition, your vision, like why did you create this platform? And then we'll kind of dive into the questions from there. Yeah, definitely. So, you know, I'm, I grew up, I was Puerto Rican in the South, right? I grew up in a very military family that was very, uh, Southern Baptist. So it's like, I think that in so many ways, uh, the people in my immediate uh, sphere, right, my family, my school, my community, I couldn't imagine who I was. You know, I didn't make any sense to them. And so I think that when I, it wasn't until I was older, right, and was able to go, you know, to the city or to college that I really had a stronger sense of like, oh, there are other people like me, I'm not alone. And so I've really always been driven to say, like, how do we make it so that way trans people, especially in rural environments or, uh, you know, people who are isolated, people of color, like, don't have to feel like they're alone. So I think that's really the strong driving point. So, you know, about two years ago, I um, was thinking, you know, what, what could we do if we could do anything? What would it mean to have a platform that was really, like, by trans folks and that centered the voices of people of color? and so then I uh, got together some people that I really admired from different national organizations, and uh, we kind of brainstormed a list, and we were like, these are the things that we really would love to see in the world. These are the things with, that need to be talked about that aren't. And, you know, I really feel like if we don't, um, if we don't have this moment, you know, this trans moment, if this isn't a moment that is inclusive and where a lot of people get to voice their concerns and experiences, uh, then this moment's going to pass us by and we're going to get left behind and with it is going to be the potential for so much change. Um, yeah. So I'm really trying to support people in having a platform so that way that doesn't happen. Well, I think that you're doing a phenomenal job. I was having an opportunity to check out some of the stories online. And, I mean, like you said, like, voices need to be heard. And I do believe that um, we are in a, in a change, changing environment um, there's a lot of stuff going on, and we don't really want to talk politics, but I do believe that this time is now. It's super vital for us to have these conversations, and I'm just grateful that you're you're capturing this moment, um, and, I, and I think that there's so much education that can happen beyond what's going on on the website, like us having roundtable conversations and using, using the stories to inspire others to, to find their voices. So thank you so much for that. Um, yeah, definitely. Lex, you want to take the next one? Yeah, speaking of that, um, how have you seen, you know, you've created um, some episodes in the series already and shown it in different communities across the country. So how have you seen that, what does that impact look like for you, you know, as far as sharing these stories of leaders, trans people of color in these different environments? Has it had the impact that you hoped for? What's that been like? Yeah, I mean, I feel like it's it's been really beautiful to see. Um, like, the, we wanted to really start in the South um, because partially because I'm from the South, but also um, because we know that there's not a lot that really reflects and represents uh, queer people living in the South. And so um, we wanted to go there and... Um, we actually were welcomed with open arms, you know, and we had like such a tremendous um, response because people said like, oh, I've never seen anyone like me from where I'm from or who lives the kind of life I live like on the screen. And like, this is amazing, you know. Um, so I think on a, on a personal level, people were really touched. Um, but I mean, for me, I'd say the highlight, like we went to about 12 cities in seven states. Uh, you know, we went to like New Orleans and Memphis and Murray, Kentucky and Louisville and Gambier, Ohio, right? So we, we wanted to go to bigger spaces, you know, but also go to smaller towns. And, um, and I think the really one that sticks out, the one that really sticks out to me is uh, going to Charlotte. And we were there um, on right when the NCAA was pressuring them to repeal HB2, 
uh, the landmark legislation about trans folks in the bathrooms. And, um, you know, it kind of got repealed, but in this way that actually they just reinstated this other law that's like terrible. Um, and it like, so I was worried about who would come, would anyone come? And uh, actually 200 people came out and, wow. you know, it was, a yeah, it was it was the biggest showing we had. People were super engaged, um, and you know, sororities. Actually, one of the sororities had like really done a lot of turnout. So, like across the gamut, you know, like staff and career students, but also you know these sorority sisters who are like, we just want to understand what's going on in the world, um, and we want to try to like be supportive and like we want to get it. We don't. We know we don't get it, but we want to get it. And I think that's what I'm most inspired by, uh, and that's who I really want to speak to. Is like, how do we talk to people? Um, who really could be getting it and who want to want the tools to understand the world around them. And so how do we, how can we be that voice? Wow. I think that's amazing. Um, especially like you said in North Carolina, right? Um, I, I, I feel like I've heard so many different um, things about North Carolina. And so I think it's really great to see the people come out in the masses um, to have this type of conversation and, and to really rally around what you're doing um, and to to support it because I think even after you've gone, they're still going to have that conversation. They're going to talk more, but they're going to talk from a different lens. Um, yeah, and I mean, that's a huge aspect of the goal, right? We're really trying to inspire dialogues um, in communities that are really culturally relevant, right? And so yeah. um, one of the later stage uh, of the project, right? Right now we're still in production. We're still... We're actually in the process of raising money uh, because we've done three and we are trying to raise money to do the next three. Um, but once we've um, shot them all and made them, what we really want to do is do a website that has all these online tools, uh, curriculums, workshops. Um, you know, so we've been going out on the road doing these workshops ourselves, myself and the people involved in the group. Uh, Lex has done a workshop. Um, on different topics uh, that are relevant, right? So like HIV criminalization or dismantling white supremacy and the LGBT movement, you know, light stuff. Yeah. Um, <laughs> light very stuff. casual. Yeah. yeah. Super casual. Um, so it's like, but we also want to put out there, you know, curriculums and stuff and uh, discussion questions so that people can be having these conversations in their own community. Um, right. Because that's, that's where I think you can really – see the change is when people, you know, someone who's a progressive faith leader talks to their congregation and has a conversation that they've never had before. Right. That's amazing. Now I'm going to jump right into um, my philanthropy hat because you were talking about raising money and you want to be able to continue to fund the project. How can people get involved in helping you raise money and what is the best way for them to make a donation? Yeah, Absolutely. Um, so like I mentioned, we have three episodes done, right, that are about HIV criminalization, family acceptance, um, and we are raising money for the last three. Um, these are, personally, I feel like these are some of the most important ones, uh, the most timely and relevant right now, because two of them focus on immigration. Uh, we really want to, we're, we're going to tell the story of a woman who lives in Chicago who fl fled from Puebla, Mexico, um, after her friend who was a trans activist was beheaded. Um, and so we want to talk about, you know, what does it really take to get asylum and who gets it and how. Um, and then the other one, we want to focus on an undocumented person. So um, you can be part of this uh, by going on Facebook at America in Transition um, or Instagram at America in Transition. Um, and you can see we've been sharing the link out. We're about halfway through a campaign to raise $15,000. Um, that's 5,000 per episode, which might seem like a lot, but it's actually kind of, it's a shoestring bug budget. A lot of people are doing this, uh, cause it's just something that really matters to them. Um, and, uh, so you can, uh, go online and donate. Um, definitely, uh, if you can, anything uh, you can give is amazing. Um, and then, you know, talk to people in your networks about it. Right. Um, cause I think a lot of times people are like, you know, I only have five bucks. Um, but, you know, even when you, can, when you can share it or talk to other people about it, it's contagious. And when people can get involved and know, um, you know, I was at a pride party and someone was like, oh, I'll give you 50 bucks. Like, that's, that's nothing to me. And for me, you know, 50 bucks is a large donation. So 
Um, you know, I think that I've been really surprised sometimes by how much people uh, respond um, when uh, there may be people outside of the community and they just, they want to do something positive. So um, yeah. give people that opportunity by uh, sharing and talking to them and talking about how important it is. Awesome. So we'll make sure that we drop more information about American Transition, ways to donate on our Facebook page, on E3 Radio's page, and the Life Labs page. Um, so I'm just talking to the folks on Facebook Live. So if you know that you want to donate, please go ahead and get to the page and make a donation today to support the work. If you believe in the work and you're passionate about queer voices, please go ahead and do that. Um, so one of the other questions I had was like, I know you're doing this really amazing work and you're, you know, one of the things you just talked about was like somebody seeing someone be beheaded. That's like deep. That's like hard. What has been some of the most difficult things about um, learning about people's stories? I mean, like what's pulled on your heartstrings that you're like, you know what, I'm glad I'm doing this. Yeah. I mean, I feel like, you know, every, I, if anything, I think the hardest thing is that there are so many people whose stories, like people almost like pitch themselves to me, you know, like whenever we uh, like have an article or something, we'll get emails by, from people who are like, I need you to share my story and, you know, and they'll have, you know, something amazing to share and I wish that I could do more, you know. Um, so that's, that can be like kind of challenging is when, um when we don't have the capacity to um, talk about a lot of issues like disability, like I, I recently went on tour um, and we had like three people who came who were um, deaf and they were like, Oh, do you have anyone deaf who's in the series? And I'm like, I would love to have someone deaf in the series, you know? So sometimes um, I, I have to, I hate having to say no or not yet to, to different communities. Um, and yeah, I mean, I think this, it, this is hard, right? It's real. So, uh, my one of the visions was that the, each episode's about a different social justice issue, um, but I also believe people are more than the issues, right? People are more than our problems, and I think it's so important, um, particularly when we're talking about trans people of color, that we also are getting uh, a wider scope on who someone is. Like we want to talk about crushes, we want to show someone's wedding, you know, we want to. Um, go deep into other aspects too because people are uh, complex, right? And I want to show what it means to be in relationships and communities where people are also like accepted and loved. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. I, I think that goes to the point of like, what has been um, the most rewarding part about doing this journey and something that you can self-reflect on? Yeah, I mean, I think that it's just, it's amazing to have the opportunity to speak with people who I didn't even know existed. Um, mm -hmm. And like you were talking about vulnerability earlier, um, you know, I think that's, I admire, one of the things I admire most is vulnerability. Um, and I think that every person who I have featured has just really went there um, and talked about things that are super significant, uh, formative, things that are difficult to talk about and have really just made themselves vulnerable. So I feel like, I, it's such an honor to be invited into someone's life in such an intimate way um, to be able to share space and learn about them. Wow. And it makes me think about how I should challenge myself to be more vulnerable, um, you know, and, and what I share with others about me and my experience. And that's hard, right? Because actually, you know, I'm a behind-the-camera kind of person. So um, it's been difficult for me to realize that, like, people also want to hear about my story and, to, to challenge myself to do that, even though it's uncomfortable. Wow. And that takes a lot of courage, and it does take you being vulnerable. So, All right, Lexus, you're up, buddy. Well, so you're talking about all these amazing stories um, and seeing the value in them, but also the ones that you have already done. So how can people, you know, see either clips or trailers of the episodes already or when the episodes are done, will people be able to watch them? Yeah. So right now um, the episodes aren't public yet. We are hosting a premiere party each time uh, we finish one. And so in Chicago, um, and so you should definitely keep an eye out. We'll be having our next release party um, about the woman um, from Puebla in Chicago in September but uh, in the meantime, you can definitely check out our website, AmericaInTransition.org, um, and you can see trailers for the first two episodes there. 
And uh, in November is when we're going to do, you know, like on the Internet, there's like binging is a thing, right? So we want people to be able to binge the series. So, so we're waiting to make them public until they're all done. Um, so they'll come out in November, and we're going to be uh, making a big splash with it and trying to get uh, a bunch of eyeballs all over the country and then um, hosting online conversations because uh, that's really a big part of it, right? Like how do we get people to talk about um, you know, things that they don't necessarily usually talk about. So I'm really excited about that. That's awesome. <laughs> um, also, so, when you get yeah. to our Kickstarter, you can uh, get yourself a DVD. Um, and uh, there's a behind-the-scenes uh, that we're going to be doing. I already have some outtakes. Um, so you can uh, watch me being uh, being absurd and awkward while I'm trying to make a thousand, <laughs> you know. So uh, that's one of the perks. Cool. Yeah, because the uh, fundraising is on Kickstarter, so there are perks um, that people can get if they want to donate. And, you know, or you can do what I do, what you were saying earlier about, you know, $5, $5, or talk to people most of the time, I can't, you know, I'm right, especially right now, I'm living on dollars and cents. But um, so, but I know that I know people who have money. So I ask those people for money for the cause. So, you know, feel free to, you know, champion the cause. Be like, man, I really, I have $5 to give, but I would really love to give 100 Well, ask 10 of your friends for $10 and you can give 100 you know. It, there's always there's always a way, so always, it means so much. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So um, you, there is a Kickstarter fundraiser, and we'll drop that information as well on the E3 Radio page. Um, we're gonna take a quick little break, but Andre, I want you to stay on the line because we want to come back and have you share your final thoughts with with the good people. All right, all right. So we're gonna just take a quick little break here get some music. This uh, young lady that we're about to play is a Chicago artist as well. Her name is Morgan Powers, and she is in her second year um, of college, or she just finished her second year, and um, was jamming to her music too at So Far Chicago, so shout out to them again. Here is Morgan Powers with Secondhand Smoke. This is original. Oh, 
Right, y'all. That was Morgan Powers' secondhand smoke. Um, really excited about that. Um, so I know we still got Andre on the line. So Andre, any final thoughts you want to leave with the good people? If someone wanted to share their story, how can they go ahead and do that? Um, yeah, I mean, I think. Um... We are uh, we're going to be launching uh, when we come out with this site. We're also going to be launching a part of it where people can re- kind of record their own stories, and it's going to aggregate that, right? Because it is about this idea of we want to showcase these these handful of people, but we also want to make it a platform that's accessible to a lot of folks. So, um, so you'll have to stay tuned to November for that. Um, and right now, you know, our hashtag is We Belong, um, and that's for the campaign. And we really decided to do that because we were thinking, you know, what do, what do we feel like we wish people had told us when we were younger, um, you know, or when we were isolated, when we believed that we were the only ones. And, and, you know, I think so much of what it comes back to is this idea of, like, how many trans people are told that we're not good enough and that we don't belong where we are or in the communities that, that we want to belong to. Um, and so um, we're asking folks to, you know, share their personal experiences um, and using that hashtag we belong and hashtag America in transition in order to talk about what are things that people in your community did to help you feel like you belong. Um, so we can kind of have, uh, you know, we, we know about some of the struggles, right, of trans folks, but we also want to put out there, you know, this is what you guys need to be doing to help us, you know, to help us and to, to build community and connect. So, um, so we'd love it if you guys want to do that and uh, post, post on our uh, Facebook, and so you can follow us along on Facebook, Instagram, Tumblr, Twitter. Uh, so we're out here, and uh, feel free to reach out. Thank you so much uh, for having me. Thank you so much for being on the show tonight. We are so excited that you came and shared your story. Happy Pride Month to you, Andre. We can't wait to see your work, and we'll make sure that if you guys are interested in donating, Andre is ready to take your money. So donate, donate, and donate. All right, buddy. Also, if there's any producers out there who are uh, excited about taking on a new project, uh, we are looking for a producer. So uh, definitely hit us up. And what's the best way for them to reach you to tell you they want to produce something, help you out? Yeah, hit us up on Facebook. Or you can Uh, contact us via uh, the contact link on our uh, website at americantransition.org. Awesome. Thank you so much for dropping the knowledge. Thank you for, so much for creating the platform. I'm excited. I'm excited, and I can't wait to see what you're doing next. Andre's always doing some big things, y'all, so support, and um, we'll talk to you soon, man. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. Awesome.
And good night. <laughs> now, Lex, we got to talk. We talked about food at the beginning of the show. We talked about food being in the next episode. And I know that some of y'all are ready. Y'all ready to talk about food. So I want you to tune in in a couple of weeks because we're going to be talking about food. Is that okay with you? Lex, is that okay oh, with you? I'm so ready. I got all my recipes ready. To say I'm ready. Sacred Summers, how are you feeling your tummy? Oh, yes. Hey. I love it. Hey. So I want you guys to meet us back in two weeks for Sacred Summers. How are you feeling your tummy? Because we're going to be talking about food. But before we go, we do have to let you know that there's more shows that you need to tune in on EP Radio. Tomorrow night, Angie Harvey will be having conversations with the grown-ups, helping grown folks grow up. And then tune in on Thursday night with Anna Deshaun and the Q crew as they come back and drop some knowledge, what's the word, all the tea, and all that stuff that they do on their show. So if you want more of us, don't forget to like our page. Make sure you share it with people. Share, 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 y'all. We want you to share. And if you want to be a guest on the show, please hit us up at thelifelabradio at gmail.com. Again, that's thelifelabradio at gmail.com, or you can hit us up on EP Radio's Facebook page and drop us a line. Anything you got to say, Lex, say goodnight to the good people? I just, I love each and every one of you. And, you know, if you can't be good, be careful. When you can, be good. If you can, be good, be good, and be careful. All right. Uh We're going to send you off with a little bit of fun. So I just want y'all to enjoy everything that's going on out here. And we're going to shout out to the big homie. Who we want to play now? I don't know. I want to play a lot of stuff. But we're going to shout out and play something. For you, Andy Minio, can't stop. Peace. Good night. Can't stop, won't stop. With a big set, I give him that ditty bop. Like, take that, take that, take that, take that. I'ma put in work. I'ma do that ASAP. Throw my faith in rap. But if they don't say that, huh? What I'ma turn down for? I feel like Shaq and Nafo. Breaking glass in that backboard. I like Kobe and Toronto, huh? Dropping 81. Yo, I dropped the 88. Ricky Bobby, shaking bake. Sleeping on it, should've stayed awake, huh? Everybody make mistakes like VJ's. Trying to say my name is Minio. Say it with me. Minio. Okay, great. Two bucks high. Raise the stakes. Risk it all. I take the hate. This the winning team. Get the Gatorade. My guy good, but he's not safe. Nah. Try to shut us down and it ain't gon' slap Only thing up in the sky, then he on my side That's the confidence that's got you got me That's why I really feel like you got
Sundown folk. 